You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. We're going to the book of Ephesians, and we're going to consider uh, one verse in the fifth chapter, Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to consider one verse. And I think I forgot my glasses. Let's go to Ephesians 5. And let's consider verse 17. Y'all there? We're going to read on one. One. What? One more time. And my subject this morning is simply understanding the will of the Lord. Understanding the will of the Lord. And we're going to give our God a big hand of praise before we go further. You'll notice Paul said to the brethren or to saints how they are to be. Key word in the verse is, is be. To be equates to live. Paul wanted the church of Ephesus to be or live a certain way. And that has not changed when it comes to God's church. We know specifically according to Romans 1 and 17, the latter part, that the church or just people ought to live by faith. Romans 1 and 17 specifically says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith. Now, when you consider Romans 1 and 17, in order for us to live by faith, we're going to have to have a word. Reason being, Romans, 1 is, Romans 10 and 17 says... So then faith comes by hearing 
and hearing the word of God. So bottom line, if, if I'm going to live by faith, I'm going to have to have a word. And it has to be a word that comes from a sent preacher, according to Romans 10, 14, and 15, that talks about the sent preacher. Have to have someone that's sent or has been anointed and appointed by God to release a word of faith. And so when I come to get my word of faith, I should leave here being what has been proclamated. I, I got to bring in James now because I, I don't just need to come and hear it. I need to hear it and be it. I need to hear the word and then I need to be the word. See, because church folk are known for hearing but not doing the word. There are people in here that you'll hear it but you won't do it. Yeah. See, the word of faith is in contrast to flesh. A human nature. The sinful part of us. And so God will give us a word to live by. But then the flesh will hinder, alter, or stop us, if we allow it, from getting in our being and living by it. When that word comes forth, it needs to become a part of our makeup, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. And it needs to be evident, not just in the church, but at the house. On the job that we are being what God told us to be. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what he said to Satan in Matthew 4 and 4. And then Luke said it again in Luke 4. And four. Just change the wording a little, but, but the, basically the same thing. We have to live by the word. And you can't allow your wife, husband, associates, or anybody else to cause you to do otherwise. I love people, but I'm not going to allow you to cause me to get out of the will of God. Reason being, the safest place and the best place to be is in God's will. And if I'm in his will, I am being who he told me to be in 
thought, word, and deed. And so I want to just deal with that little word be for a minute or for a little longer and just look at a few scriptures that that talk about how God's children should should live or be and everything I want to talk about uh, in reference to be is in the book of Psalm let's go to Psalm 4 and 4 First, Psalm 4 and 4. Ready? Be angry. But don't sin. All of us get mad. But do you sin when you get mad? Be angry. Sin. Not. I didn't like what you said. But I still have to be angry, but not sin. Paul told the church the same thing the psalmist did. He said, be angry, sin not. Don't allow the sun to go down on your wrath. That means when you're mad with somebody, you need to hurry up and get it right. Don't wait months. Don't wait years. Just hurry up and get it right. If you're angry. You're mad, but you're just going to poke your lip out. You ain't going to get it right. That's not right, is it? That's sin. You lip out, but you need to get it right. I can look at you until you're mad, but get it right. And, and sometimes we, we mess up even when it comes to uh, family. When it comes to brothers and sisters in the church. We, we get angry with somebody. We won't even speak to them for weeks. Even though we are to be angry and So you've been holding this in this long, yeah? You know that sin, don't you? Be angry and your pastor gonna make you mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just gonna be certain things that God gonna tell me to say, and you gonna look beyond God and say that little preacher. You'll get upset. And I won't know nothing about it. But you, and, and, and you know you don't need to come to me every time you get upset either, though. 
You don't. You don't. You need to mature and understand that certain things are going to be said in order to mess with your flesh. And just say, Lord, that was hard, but I, I'm, I don't like it, but it's right. So I'm gonna, I, I got angry for a minute, but I ain't going to sin. I'm just going to do what I need to do. And that's everything. When, when somebody tell you truth and you want to get mad because they tell you truth, just don't sin. Why? Truth will make you free. Be angry, sin. Let's go further. Let's go to uh, the 31st Psalm. Psalm 31. Verse 24. Psalm 31, verse 24, or the last verse. Uh, it just simply states, be of good courage. Be courageous. And, and sometimes you have to be courageous when you don't feel like it. It, it takes courage to admit you're wrong. Be of good courage. Good means you got to be beneficial when it comes to your lifestyle. Be a person of valor. Be a person of integrity. Be of good courage. Let's go further. Let's go to Psalm 46. Psalm 46, verse 10. I love this, this uh, first clause in Psalm 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. Because sometimes we, we get to the point where we want to move before God tell us to move. Be still and what? Know that I am God. What we waiting on, Pastor? Why we? How we can't do? Look, I know you're ready, but we just need to just wait on God. Be still and what? No. I am God. You know, seem like thing is getting worse, and, and you're ready for something to happen right then. But this verse is still right. Be still and know that He is in control. Be still and know that He is sovereign. I'm still teaching the verse. Be still and know that I am God. When you know God, you know he's in control. You know he's sovereign. You know he can turn things around uh, in less than a millisecond. You know God can give you in one day what you can't make in one month. What you can't make in one year. What you can't make in a decade. One day. 
but you have to be still and know that he is God. Be because some because sometimes we mess up ourselves by not being still. You just feel like you got to do something even though God hadn't told you to do anything. I'm going to show her. No, you don't need to do that. You just need to be still. I'm going to handle this. No, don't, don't handle it. Just wait on God. The greatest thing God gave us is the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth. Why? Because he guides us. Not just in the some truth. All truth. There's some intelligent folk in here. But you still need to be still. When it comes to your life. And wait on God to direct your path. You're intelligent. You're smart. Uh, but you still need to wait on God. Wait on him. Be of good courage. Be still. But I'm upset. Be angry. Sin not. There are thousands of things that the Bible tells people to be. That, that means when it comes to your life, I should see certain traits of you being this, that, and the other. C certain things we, we ought to be as a congregation. But then there, there are certain things that a person needs to be as a husband, needs to be as a wife, needs to be as an employer, and needs to be as an employee. Certain things folks need to be as a musician. Certain things they need to be in certain ministries. Certain things they need to be in various aspects of life. And the Bible covers all of that. If I'm going into my own business, the Bible will tell me how I need to be in reference to business. If I'm getting ready to deal with a person that's confrontational, the Bible will even tell me how to be when I get in the midst of that person. But as a child of God, I have to be whatever God has ordained for me to be. Are you understanding how you need to be? Look at the neighbor and say, are you understanding how you need to be? Because I can't get deep with it, but I, I ought to be deep enough for you to understand you got to be certain ways. And get this, you can't allow folks to cause you to be who God never ordained for you to be. And let me tell you something from experience. Folk will try to take you somewhere you have no business going. Folk will try to make you be something you have no business being. And, and get this. And it will mess up your life. It will get you out of the will of God. You better read Genesis. 
Eve was in the place that she needed to be. But then the, but then the serpent came and got her out of the will of God. She started being what God never intended for her to be. Judas chose, well, Jesus chose Judas to be an apostle. But he got to hanging with his kinfolk, listening to his kinfolk. And before you know it, Judas got to being the very thing he had no business being. A betrayer of the one that picked him up out of his mess. You cannot allow anybody to cause you to be who God never ordained for you to be. Folk could get you out the will of God. And you will start having character or traits that's totally in contrast to his word. And get this, and you'll think you're okay. You'll be being who you shouldn't be and think you are okay. You'll even have the audacity to say you're blessed. And it's clear through the eyes of God that you're either under a curse or hurting your own self. I know this is tight. But I need you to understand the importance of this little bitty word, be. Because again, it equates how we should live or how we should think, talk, and act. Don't allow your husband to cause you to get out of character, sister girl. Be mad, but don't allow him to take you well God does not want you to go as much as you love him remember the first and great commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your being your spirit your soul and your body remember the words of Walker don't let nobody take And so, contextually, or according to Ephesians 5 and 17, Paul did not tell them directly what he wanted them to be, but he told them what not to be. But it's clear when you consider the text that in him telling them what not to be, they would know what to be. And so he did not want them to be, get this, unwise. Therefore be not unwise a lot of words that define unwise I want to give you just a couple 
and want you to think about it. First one, don't be irresponsible. Especially as a child of God that has been taught. See, see, one sign of being irresponsible is when your pastor or somebody mature tells you, you know that ain't right. That ain't right, man. You know, you know that ain't God. You know that ain't God. That means you're irresponsible. You're not being accountable to something you or for something that you know you should be accountable for. You're being irresponsible. Woo! Second meaning of unwise is ignorant. And of course, we, we know when you're ignorant, you're not operating in wisdom. You're not operating in knowledge and understanding. But there is a definition I want to put on the table that you may not be familiar with. It's a Caribbean definition of, of ignorant. It simply means when, when you're ignorant, you're, you're quarrelsome and aggressive. You want to argue about what you shouldn't argue about. You want to fuss about something that's not worth fussing about. Old folk, you say you need to pick your fights. No, and I disagree with that to, to an extent. You need to allow God to tell you when. To fight or not to fight. After all, he tells folk, look, you, you ain't going to need to fight. And this one just stand still. So that means he knows when you should and shouldn't fight. But have you ever argued and you shouldn't argue? Have you ever got aggressive about something you had no business getting aggressive about? And, and so Caribbean folks call that ignorant. I need Mr. Wood up here helping me right now. <laughs> you cannot be unwise or ignorant when it, when it comes. Because some folk, they try to bring out the aggression in you. They want to fight with you verbally. Now, when we were sinners, we would fight with folks verbally, and then we'd go get with our buddy. 
and tell them what happened. I hope you don't do that as a saint. Because that's ignorance. How many understand? It's something that we do not need to be. We don't need to be un unwise. We don't need to be unwise. And, and the final one that I, I want to talk about is, is when you're being impetuous. An unwise person is impetuous. Bottom line, you, you, will, you will do stuff without thinking. That's the literal meaning. But as a child of God, you will do something without God leading you to do it. And then try to put God's name on it. Yeah, God told me to do something. God told you that? Not knowing that if God does anything, it's going to bear witness. Hold on, because you can get witnesses. Yeah, you can. The reason Jesus ended up being crucified is, is because cricket religious folks got witnesses to agree with him. Same when it came to Paul. When, when Paul pleaded uh, to go to Rome because that was part of his assignment to see Augustus Caesar. The Jews got witnesses against him even though he didn't do anything wrong. How many of you can get somebody to agree with you? Jesus said it a better way. He, he said, if, if the blind lead the blind, they're all going well. But, but what's the implication? You're going to always have somebody that's going to follow somebody else. There are fools. That will follow a fool. Woo! There are fools. Hold on. That will listen to fools. I'm still contextual. But all of this is being unwise. And what did Paul want the church to be? Wise. He did not want them to be what? Oh, y'all following me. So I, don't, so, so I don't want to just do something because I've been there before. I've been there before. You, you have to grow up. You have to get to the point where you just, you just don't say it without thinking. Oh, pastor, I cursed out. You what? I cursed out, pastor. Yeah, she took me there. No, she didn't take you there. You took yourself there. She put something on the table. That gave you a choice. And you bit the bullet. And you went where you had no business going. Because you know. Some of us like to shift the blame. I wouldn't have did it if she. I'm going to tell you on something. I have done things without thinking. Since I've been saved. 
but I matured. I matured and I said, look, I, 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 said, no, I, I ain't going to do that no more. I have said things I had no business saying before I really considered the matter. I've said it. And, and see, when, when you mature, you understand, man, I just can't say this because I'm going to end up killing myself or hurting myself. Death and life and the power of the tongue. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. I can't be impetuous to the point to where it causes me to act out of character. Causes me not to be the man of God. That he has purpose for me to be. You can't act out of character. You've been saved too long. You can't act out of character. You are a dick. You can't act out of character. You are an elder. You can't act out of character. You are a singer. There are certain things that, that folks should never hear in reference to you. Leader. And if they do, you need to hurry up and get that thing right. Unwise. We can't be unwise. We we on a year to where God is, is telling us to have understanding, not to lean to our un, own understanding, and then we end up doing dumb stuff. We can't be unwise. We got to be wise. And and some of y'all like take folks places they shouldn't go. Some wives like to take husbands places they have no business going. And vice versa. Some friends like to take friends they have no business going. And vice versa. And, and when you allow that, you're being unwise. Therefore, be not unwise and when you're unwise it says about you that it's your fault it says about you it's your fault look at somebody and say you, you quit shifting the blame if that's what you do because some of y'all, you, you didn't want to say that to nobody, but just say to another person, quit shifting the blame. If that's what you do. I, I got to show you something. I have. I got to show you two scriptures. Y'all stay with me. Go with me to uh, Psalm 94. Psalm 94. 
Psalm 94 and 8. Yeah, if this psalm would have said this is something uh, we would have been ready to fight. <laughs> Notice what he said. He said, understand you senseless among the people. In just a nice way because he, he was talking to congregants or congregation. Understand you senseless among the people. Woo, then he go further. And you fools. Notice this, when, you, when will you be wise? Notice this, even though you act in senseless, you, you still have a choice. Even though you acting like a fool, you still have a choice. You still know better. You trying to act like you don't know better, but you know better. I didn't know, yeah, you did. Don't be trying to act like, don't be trying to act like, yes, you did know better. You just allowed yourself to go where you didn't have no business going, and that was unwise. But notice he puts a question to them. And I've heard a lot of folks say, you know, that, that's a rhetorical question. No. This is a legitimate question that we need to ask ourselves. As a child of God, if there are times you act like you ain't got no sense, you need to, you need to ask yourself, when in the world am I going to start being wise? As a child of God, when you act in foolish, foolish said it in his heart, there's no what? When you start doing stuff without being led by God, you need to ask yourself, when am I going to stop being unwise? I've been listening to folk, my, I'm saved, but I've been letting folk tell me what to and what not to do. When am I going to be wise and just let God tell me what to do? That's what this question implies right here. When am I going to stop blaming folk for me being a mess? I, I mean, and, and, and I can put all kinds of questions on the table, but what I'm trying to get you to do is to look at yourself. And just ask yourself, man, man, have I been doing some senseless stuff? Have, have I been in the seat of a fool and, and just need to stop? Just like this week. Um, I was meditating and I, and I said, Lord, I said, one, one thing that I'm going to make it my business to do this year is... I'm not going to allow stuff to just get in my mind and stay there. Because sometimes we do that. It's one thing to get something in your mind that, that's, that you should allow to be in your mind and leave it there. But sometimes we allow stuff to get in our mind. It, we had no business opening up the door. 
well, I can't control what get in my mind. Yes, you can, child of God. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Romans 12 and 2 says, be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove or know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You can't control what stays in your mind. Or what you allow to enter your mind. And, and sometimes stuff will sneak in, but you got to do just like somebody sneak in your house. Put them out. <laughs> or if a little critter sneak in your house, what you going to do? Get it out or kill it. And you have to kill some thoughts. Get out of that. Get out of that. And I have learned calling on the name of Jesus, it'll get some stuff out of your mind. Say to your neighbor, but you, you, can, you can't continue to be senseless. They're like them folks that you got to use common sense. But that ain't what God told us. I can't understand how, how folks that what God wants you to use common sense. Why he tell me to live by faith? Why he tell me to live by faith then? Now he gave me senses. And I'm going to do what's right. But common and right are not the same. I'm going to do what's right when it comes to my senses. I lost some of y'all. I'm not saying all y'all. But some of y'all I lost when I said that. Because you're a common sense person. But if you're a child of God, you have to learn that you got to be a righteous person. Use your senses to do what's right. I'm feeling like I need to slap her, but that wouldn't be right. Because common sense would tell you, you ain't got to take all this. You can just do such and such. I can't use, I can't use what they call common sense. I got to do what's right. Proverbs 3. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. Proverbs 3. We're still talking about unwise. Proverbs 3 and 7. Now after Solomon tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and don't lean to our own understanding. He then says in verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes feel the Lord and depart from evil whenever you make a decision based upon what you feel you're out the will of God I can't tell you how many folks have, have lied saying God led me to do. And they act like, well, you think I'm, I'm, I'm God's servant and I, I ain't going to know you lying to me. I'm 
I am thankful that, that the same thing don't happen now that happened in Acts. Because Ananias and Sapphira came before Peter and say, and Peter just added, he, he said, uh, Peter said, uh, did you sell it for such and such and such? And, such? and, and he said, yeah, that, that, that's exactly. And so Peter said, you know what, you ain't lied to me. You done lied to God or the Holy Spirit. And he fell dead. Get this. A few hours later, his wife came in. And so Peter said, hey. Can I ask you something? Did y'all sell that property for such, 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 such? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, how in the world have you agreed with your husband? How you let your husband cause you to do something against the will of God? He said, he said, let me tell you something. He said, your husband told that same lie, and they just got through burying him. And the one that's back there at the door that just buried him, they finna bury you too. And she died. The Holy Spirit knows everything I don't care what pastor say see now you show sure enough out the will of God when you say you don't care what certain folks say you out the will of God and that's evil look at this cause this, this, is, this is for pastor for you this is for all of us be not wise in your own eyes. Fear who? The Lord. And depart from evil. Lord of mercy. We ought to know that we don't need to be what? And that's what Paul just dropped on him. Don't be unwise. But. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's the last clause of Ephesians 5 and 17. He wanted them to understand the will of the Lord. He wanted them to understand. Now, before I even deal with it, because I'm, I'm finna close it, but before I even deal with it, how many still believe the, the best place to be is in the will of God? The safest place to be is in the will of God. If you believe that, preach to somebody, tell them the safest place to be. And the best
He wanted them to understand that. That's what he wanted them to understand. Now, to understand in the text, I want, I want to give you just a few meanings of the, of the word understanding based upon the Greek word for the text. First meaning, when, when you understand, it says that, that you're, or that you grasp the meaning. And by now, we should, we should have grasped the meaning of what it, what it means to be unwise as well as wise. But when you grasp something, it just simply says you, you got it. Just like I'm grasping this, guess what? I got it. I got this clock. I got it. I grasp it. I got it. And see, as much as, as we have talked about the will of God, we should grasp it. The will of God is the safest place. It is the safest place. It's the best place. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be doing something God ain't told me to do. That's that. No, no. I'm going to hold on to Doing what God has told me to do. I'm going to hold on to thinking, talking, and doing according to the will of God. Because that's the best place. That means you, you got it. But if your cousin got you thinking that what he's saying is truth. You are not grasping the will of God. If you tell me God put you here, but then you do something different, you are not grasping the will of God. If you tell me Jesus saved you, but then you get to hanging around folk talking about Buddhism, and all the polytheistic religions. And then you say well. I, I don't know if that name Jesus right or not. You don't grasp. The will of God. You don't have it. You don't. Say your name, you, you, you just don't have it. But the, but the second meaning of understanding based upon the text is to put together mentally. See, God gave us a mind. And certain things you, you just got to put together. You know, be, be, because, see, sometimes somebody try to talk you out your blessing. But they'll try to make it seem like they ain't talking you out your blessing. So you got to put together. Well, if, if God blessed me with this and he trying to get what I got, that don't, that ain't right. This my God bless. Why are you trying to get what God said? He. I had this guy come to church one time. I got to tell y'all this. I had this guy come to church one time. And, uh. He said, uh, he told um, the armor bearers he needs to see me. And so we got back there in the office. And uh, he said, 
God told me you got exactly what I need. He was just like this. See how I'm standing? That's how he was standing. I said, God told me you got just what I need. Then he got in a little tongs and so forth. Ooh, and I prayed about it and I know he sent me here because you got just what I need. I said, well, what is it God said I got that you need? Well, I need a certain amount of money and God said you got what I need. I said, I got some money, but God didn't tell me it was what you needed. <laughs> you can't help a brother? Uh, no, man. You don't come in here trying to scheme on me. That may have worked somewhere, but it ain't working here. Because if God going to tell somebody something, he going to let me know. How many understand what I'm saying? But you got to put stuff together mentally. You can't allow your flesh or your emotions to put stuff together that, that God has ordained for you to put together the right way. He gave you a mind to put certain things together. The mind of Christ. And the final thing, when it comes to understanding, is that it's a state of being pious. I said it's a state of being pious. What does that mean? Respectful. When you understand what the will of God is, it says that you respect the will of God. To the point to where it, even some things you want to do, you won't do them. Why? I got too much respect for God. I want to say something right now, but I ain't going to say it. I got too much respect for God. And see, sometimes you, you have to do that with somebody you love. You understand the will of God to the point where you say, look, I ain't going to say what I feel like saying because I love him too much. I ain't going to do what I feel like doing because I love him too much. And so you are a pious, a respectful person 
not just toward God, but toward people. Because you understand his will. I'm going to start right there.